Christmas Trilogy Part 2. Deck the halls with Christmas spew. Fa la 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 la. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Meredith Wilson. You know the Christmas trees you see at the store? The pretty ones that they put in the windows and on display for everyone to gawk at and fawn over? The perfect ones that force you to stop in your tracks and make your mind ponder, just for a moment, if perhaps you're really ready for a grown-up tree? The kind of tree that screams, I have style and taste? Yeah, I've seen those trees too. Lately, I've seen a lot of them. Not just at the stores, but on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, the social media list goes on and on, and even in the homes of family members and friends. It seems to me that everyone has one of these beautifully accessorized trees. And this sort of thing stands out to me, not because I'm envious or jealous, but more from a place of sheer admiration. You see, I love Christmas trees, all kinds, and especially the Charlie Brown one. But in my heart of hearts, I always imagined that I too would have one of these special Christmas trees, a magazine-ready, picture-perfect tree. My mom has that kind of Christmas tree. I can remember the red apple tree, the blue and silver bulb tree, the crystal snowflake tree, among others. I always assumed that would be my destiny, like mother, like daughter. In fact, I tried really hard to have one many moons ago. When I met my husband, he had a Christmas tree in his living room, in May. Granted, it was a mini TV top tree, but he had it on display for Memorial Day, I guess. Oh, and a plush Thanksgiving turkey was placed next to it too, probably to welcome the summer season. I took this as a sign that he wasn't much into decorating, and eventually I filed it away as proof that I would be in charge of all holiday decor. So when we graduated from tiny dorm apartment living and moved into a home in Salina, I figured this was my big break. I was going to do Christmas my way. I remember telling my mom that I was going for a blue-white silver snowman theme. She purchased ornaments to get me started, and I began to gather all the right accessories as well. Our son Sean was just over a year old, and after photos with Santa one night, we came home to decorate the tree. And while I was strategizing and putting a final game plan together, Steve and Sean were already placing ornaments on the tree. What? Turns out these ornaments were from Steve's childhood, along with a few others that his mother had passed down to us. I'm still not sure where this box came from. Sean looked thrilled as several of these ornaments were football related, and I remember stopping in my tracks and thinking that 49er Red really didn't go with my snowman theme. At all. Obviously, a discussion ensued. That Christmas, the tree was properly adorned with blue-white silver snowman-themed items and every ornament my husband has ever owned in his life. I figured I had lost the battle, but certainly not the war. There was always next year, and the year after that, and the one after that. The odds, however, were not in my favor. Please don't feel bad for me. It really wasn't a make-or-break deal. I love Christmas and pretty much all things Christmas-related. So we moved on, and it wasn't until Sean was in preschool that I finally got on board with the all-things-everything kind of Christmas tree. When that sweet-faced little boy brought me his first homemade ornament from school and proceeded to put it on the tree, well, my heart melted. He was so proud of himself. A little man contributing to a holiday that I love so much. Sean would tell me in his tiny voice, I made it for you. So naturally, every scribbled on, wadded up, half-glued, misshapen ornament made its way onto the tree, as it should. And when Casey came along, well, her contributions went up right alongside his.
As you can imagine, after more than a decade of contributions amassed from school and church, we now have quite a collection going. Add to it every ornament we have ever received from relatives, friends, plus our church family, and it amounts to seven boxes of Christmas knick-knack goodies. Every year the tree is quite full. This may be an important factor when you consider the number of times the tree has fallen over the years, but I wouldn't have it any other way. The Spencer family Christmas tree is full of as many stories and memories as it is ornaments. This year the kids asked me if we really had to hang every last trinket from the boxes. I guess they thought that maybe the bead ornament, there really is no other name for it since it resembles absolutely nothing ever known to man, and the paper Jesus candy cane may have seen better days. If there's room on the tree, then there's room for it was my constant reply. And while I think the all things everything kind of Christmas tree has its roots in my husband's Christmas tradition, he is the one who announces every year that it looks like Christmas threw up in here. At least he says it with a smile. Our tree is still up, it's New Year's Day, it's leaning to the side as is its custom during the 12 days of Christmas, and the ornaments are taking themselves down with a mini thud. The Christmas view extends well beyond the tree to the fireplace mantle, hearth, the piano, and into the dining room, and it will, for at least another week. Yes, it still looks like Christmas in here and everywhere we go, even if it's the regurgitated type. Fa-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la. I get obsessed with decorations and decorating the house. I keep it tasteful outside, but when you get inside, it's a bit like Blackpool Illuminations. I go bonkers. Johnny Vegas